welcome to another episode of A&T Talk Wrestling, hosted by yours truly, me, Alexis, and me, Trey. So, she's right now on the laptop looking for honeymoon destinations, you know, I know she supposedly left that to me, but, you know, right now I'm kind of focused on getting my car fixed, you know. You've been supposed to be. Accidents happen. You know, and and I ain't looking at the honeymoon destination. You know, I'm just like, hey, try to get that car fixed so we can be able to get back and forth to work. Crazy, right? No, we can't afford anything. Hey, probably can't afford anything. Who knows? I'm about to get a law, about to get a lawyer soon. Sue the hell out of nationwide. Nationwide will surely be on my side now. So it's probably being afforded. <laughs> this law, the lawsuit about to go ahead and press against uh, Nationwide for not doing their job. Goes through. Because yes, that's exactly what I'm about to do. <laughs> At the next week, nothing has happened on their end. You know, they're still giving me the bullshit. Oh, we're trying to get in touch with the driver type of thing. And I'm like, brah, they, she flaked on you, man. You know that already. So you're trying to give me the same bullshit. You're trying to get in touch with the driver for over two, three weeks. If you haven't gotten in touch with the driver for over two, three weeks, pretty sure you're not going to be able to get in touch with them. You know, just, just say it. Right. So I'm going to be doing that on every day this week, next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And by Friday... I'm like, fuck it. The next time you're going to hear from me is going to be when I have representation. Because I'm the one being asked out. And I don't like that stuff. But that's completely different. We're here for wrestling. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through this week in wrestling because we did Monday Night Raw. Now we're going to do AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown, and Rampage. So... It's going to be kind of quick. It's going to be quick. You know. I know we haven't, we didn't watch Rampage, but we're going to do the ups and downs. We have our opinion on How you the gonna results. Do well, we're looking at it there. I and mean, they talk about mm-hmm. what happened, mm-hmm. who won the match and who lost it. We can at least give our opinion on, you know, if that was a good, I think that would be a good match or not. You're not so anyway. Here's AEW Dynamite. The versus the Kester was our first match on AEW Dynamite. We saw this week. Straight away, only Shivani called Maxwell a prick. Also, hello, my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show where I watch wrestling so you don't have to. Say you don't agree with any of my opinions. I do have to say that MGF only wrestling sporadically is so damn smart because when you do see him going at your five this guy is really good. Whereas the Kester, I think you're gonna talk about the backflip, right? He is just fighting all the time. He keeps on getting better and better and better and better. He didn't make a mistake right away because Maxwell's all like, oh, let's shake hands, my dear old pal. And of course he booted the Kester in the gut. But the Kester must have planned for this because then he hit the ropes. 
they took him out with a clothesline. He then went on to hit the 10 punches in the corner because he must have been watching 1980s wrestling. When right. Jeff decided, ha I know what I can do. And he used the referee as a human shield. What a dickhead. It had held to catch it into Tina the turnbuckle, but this guy just kept on coming because he was able to break his brain with a brain buster. And given that we were in El Paso, he came up with a great idea. He climbed to the top rope, he did the Eddie Guerrero shimmy, and he hit a frog splash. So that's it. He's now always going to be the man in Texas. He then continued on his destruction as he hit a German suplex gate in Holton when they went to the outside. He grabbed Friedman and he threw him into Rita the ring post. I was like, oh my yeah, god, you don't forget this is the AEW world champion. Yeah, he kicked his ass. around the place, don't say bonk. Don't want to a cause to make you believe that maybe, just maybe, he was going to be MJS. But don't even worry about that. Because yeah. then they went to the top rope, Takeshita was going to do his big clothesline and Friedman, Maxwell, Jake landed on his damn feet so once again all these people sitting there he did a fucking flip off the top of the turnbuckle and landed on his fucking feet like when I first saw AEW the first person I thought that I knew could wrestle really good was MJF like for real first person I saw I said oh okay this guy gotta be good I didn't even know anything about him then no heel, face, whatever the fuck I said. He gotta be good. In a pro wrestling, are oh, you nuts? He's great. For all this too, you do have to note that MGF was working on Takeshita's arm because, of course, he wanted to go for that salt of the earth arm breaker. And as soon as he saw on the floor here, he applied it. But at this juncture, Takeshita was able to get out of it. Eventually, they fell back to the outside for Takeshita hit a dive. 2023 wrestling, and then when they were getting back in, once again Maxwell was mucking around with the referee so he could punch Takeshita right in his penis. I know about you, but I'm going to presume that hurts. Somehow he just kept on fighting back, though, and he hit this crazy blue thunderbomb for a near fall. And then he did the same with the big old knee. At this point, I was just suspecting mm. my disbelief. I decided that the Kester was going to win and become the AEW World Champion, even though the belt wasn't even on the line. By this point, his limb was basically falling off, so MJF was able to apply that arm bar. And oh my gosh, he pulled on it back so far, I was like, he forgotten what pro wrestling is. And poor Kester. Just about to say. Now, I will admit, I had said last week, and I stand by it, I actually think that Kester could have won this thing, but when he does get his first big victory, or his second big victory, because he beat Brian Cage yeah, seven man. days ago, everyone is going to lose that. their mind. And is he a future AW champion? Yes. How much? That's just, I'm just looking at a flight. You're going to, like, West Coast, isn't it? There's a reason why I wasn't trying to look for those. Is MJF from brilliant? Yes, it is getting it out. MJF also, of course, assaulted Takeshita after this using the dynamite diamond ring. There was blood everywhere. And eventually, Brian Danielson ran out to make the save. And I was like, where the hell were you, Brian? It could have been a few seconds earlier. I cannot wait for this match either because mm. it's going to be great. As are you people. Because not only did we have a give this an upside, which always makes me feel good in my Tootsie Coats. I'm about to say yeah, that. He did talk about it. I guess he said see it. Because I'm about to say. We seen it. I'm like, you see it. Give it an up. You see that upside. I was like, I tell her that all, all the whole time. I was like, hold up. That's the upside. They, they try not to show it completely, but see the up. Who was wearing a t-shirt, and I've never produced any of these, so he must have made it himself. That had my face on it, and next to it was the whole Simon Miller is all elite graphic. I tell you. <laughs> yup. 
He caught that one. Side Miller's on the lead. What the hell? <laughs> Oh, I lost my mind. So this hero actually went out of his way to make that damn thing, and I have no words. Like, it's fun that I get to wave my arms around here a few times a week and talk about wrestling, but the fact that you guys and do this kind of stuff, well, you know the deal, makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my dumb dumb. So together, of course, you are going to get the, the late night one. making my day and put a massive smile on my face, and also, we get That's to bring bad. down the sign counter, which is rolled up to 13. And I would have been happy if it got to one. Because you get up there, the, uh, it's getting up. a quick video package telling us. That yeah, but if it's good, like, it's gonna be in. It's a six, 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 thirty-five flight. That's the first flight, the morning yeah, or PM. PM. And you get where? Where we gonna be going? Samoa Joe is the brand new TNT champion and that he's going to kill Wardlow when it was time for the bunny taken on Jamie Hayer. Now this had the same stipulation as the first match in the sense it was a world type eliminator. So if the bunny did win his, you would get a shot at the championship. And as these two have been teasing on social media, they just took their fists and they took their elbows and they took their bones. They just climbed over each other. I mean, Jamie went shoulder bomb crazy at the start of this thing, which was the bunny was like, all right, well, I know how to take care of that. And she suplexed her into Simba the Still Steps. This is my face. It's kind of disgusting. Penelope Ford and Brett Baker on the outside too. So they start That's not there. Where are we Penelope Ford ripping up signs that she's some kind of an asshole. That's good. nowhere, hate to hit oh, one of the most gruesome explosions well, I've ever seen. Because yeah. the poor bunny landed right on her face. Now, I can't say for sure. But given the right do that. they got back on their feet and hate to hit the big Larry and got the, the one, is, two, three. I'm kind of thinking this match wasn't the meant to end. The do. bunny may have got concussed or something. Relax. Going for yeah, it, right. and all of a sudden, yeah, right. right. I really do hope she is okay. And we we said, do it all the time. How's the happiness and positive thoughts to the rabbit? But I'm still gonna give this an up because I tell you, they were rocking and a rolling. It's an actual shame it got cut so short. We also had more to tie into this storyline. We went to the back afterwards where Soraya and Tony Storm were there. But once again, they were just like, no, no, we're gonna cause a fuss, we're gonna cause a fuss. When they invited Lever Bates to walk into the frame, which she foolishly did, they beat her up. And once again, they went all NWO and they sprayed an L onto her back. They also yeah, said that they're not here to make any friends, which is an absolute lie, because Tony yeah. Storm and Soraya are friends, so <laughs> I've called you out. And while some people don't seem to like this narrative, I really do. It also ties into things that are going to happen on Rampage. And when the line in the sand is drawn, I think we're going to have a pretty good feud. It was then back to NJ. Yeah, because that's the thing. They say they made them to heels. This is okay. After this, because Lexi Nair had gone and found him in his dressing room, and this guy found the line and he stepped over it. I really like this. Actually, when I first thought about it, sound kind of bad, but actually, real truthfully, isn't as bad as he tried to make it sound. Yeah, but not literally, because nobody needs that. 
when he went full-on story mode here, and by the end of this, I was just facepalming like, I can't believe he said it. Because he was talking about his prom and how he spied a girl called Liv that he quite liked the look of, and that they took a drive. Before the car spun out of control, they hit a telephone pole, and everything looked super-duper bad. Given that Max could hear a cop car pulling up, though, he realised what type of guy he was when he switched position with this girl so she would get in trouble and he would not. Uh, mm Not true. He said he checked on her, checked to see she was still breathing, and then he switched places with her. I was, because I, again, similar situation I saw her about on, on YouTube watching a video beforehand, and one woman talked about how, you know, she caused an accident, but since she was so bad, had to be rushed to the hospital, they didn't do anything to her. What do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, he's smart enough to think that through. Like you said, that that was a pretty, a pretty smart maneuver. Because she's not going anywhere. It's, again, she looks like shit. They're not going to say, oh, we need to throw her in jail if she looks like shit. You know he's going to roll over to the other side. So all both of their axes get uh, out, of, out of dodge. Damn. I mean, what the hell? He also tied this into the fact that in life there are winners and there's losers, and Brian Danielson is absolutely a loser, and he's going to lose at Revolution, and that he's proud of being such a scumbag. And once again, I turned to my TV, and I just went, well, what a piece of shit. I also laughed out loud at this. He said he had to do... just not believe... He does what he needs to do to win. to go in this direction. I mean, he is wonderful at what he does. He is a wonderful heel. He does not give a crap. Yeah. You can get it out. It was time for the Guevara Garcia yeah, this. yeah I mean he was a good he's a he's one by far one of the best heels he my god he's by far I mean he's worth the money he is worth the fucking money how did AEW well Vince McMahon was a dumbass that's the reason <laughs> that's the only thing I can say he was a dumbass <laughs> That's the reason. He was a dumbass. And <laughs> let that motherfucker walk out the door. He was a dumbass. Home too sweet. Ring version of Dynamite this one. Begin with Ricky Starks versus Angelo Parker. And Angelo's whole strategy was, I'm going to keep raking you in the eye. And even when Ricky went for the Rochambeau, he just raked him in the eye. So eventually Starks felt, well, I'm sick of this. He gave him this bear and he beat him. Couldn't have gone longer than two minutes. He did far better than Matt Menard, though, because Danny Magic then ran in to finish the job. And instantly, he got hit by the most devastating moment. Oh, spots entertainment. Surprise roll-up. Pro wrestling tees. <laughs> and he was done. You also bring down the board because that is 15 roll-ups between WWE and AEW. And don't forget, we go for 100 in 2023. I need it. Mm-hmm. When Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia are all like, <laughs> we're not going to tell you which one of us is going to be when Daniel Garcia just got in there and they had a match. This took an interesting turn, though, because Ricky Stark did lose. And there was this amazing spot when Rick went to do the spear and Garcia kind of turned it into a choke submission move. And honestly, that guy, he is such a damn good wrestler. Somehow Ricky was able to power out of that though when he hit a power bomb, so he is so powerful, when they were duking it out on the ring apron and somehow Ricky Stark 
hit a spear onto the hardest part of the ring. Now, that doesn't even make any sense. Have you seen how much room there is out there? There's barely any room. Potato. You could smell the shenanigans word coming though, because it was the Jericho Appreciation Society. So given that they were now outside the ring, all of a sudden a masked fan appeared and he hit Ricky Starks with a back elbow or <laughs> the Judas effect. I don't know what that was. It meant Ricky was done, so Garcia was just able to pin him. <laughs> kind of amazingly, when this fan got in the ring and did unmask, and it was Chris Jericho. All the fans went, whoa! I was like, well, fair play to you to buy into it, but come on now. Stevie Wonder saw this coming. So I actually thought this was pretty good that it told a nice story, because Ricky Starks has now beat two people in the JAS, and eventually he will beat Danny Garcia, then he'll beat Sammy Guevara, then maybe he'll beat Jake Hagar for a second time when he finally does face Chris Jericho at Revolution. He'll get his second win. And then maybe he goes after the TNT title or something, but he's certainly on a roll. Isn't it nice that he's getting featured all the time? Yes, it is. He came with them backstage, as Billy Gunn told us, I'm very conflicted about this tag team title match later, so I won't go to ringside. And while Max Caster was cool with this, Anthony Bowens kind of looked like he smelt like something was going on. And I agree with you, Anthony. Now, of course, eventually they did scissor. They did some scissoring. But boy, howdy, do we have to get into this later. Where the kid was then earning a paycheck? Because he was all over the... Yeah, this is beyond the point. Like, again, like I said, you know... This is this leg. The shop this evening when she found Brian Danielson and Takeshita in the trainer's room, and just when they were about to have a chitty chat, somebody went and locked the door. Dun dun dun. It was around the same time as Roosh's music started to play, and MJF joined him. And Max was all like, Well, I guess Brian ain't coming to the ring, so Aubrey Edwards, you better start counting and make sure he loses. For some reason, Aubrey just said, Yeah, and I didn't, uh, I. I got to say, this is the difference between AEW's referees and, you know, WWE's. First of all, they don't take that many ref bumps worth of a damn. And Aubrey was, like, being a real bitch. Because, <laughs> again, and I'm not that trying to be on MJF's side too much, but he's, like, he's doing everything he needs to do to win and keep the title. And he's playing slightly out the rules, but damn, still within him. She's she counting the fucking slower shit because my god, she, she made it like what five and Daniel Sidari was in the ring. Come on, bro, from all the way backstage, all the way to the ring. Come on, read to this, although she was counting super duper slow. This is where Brian Daniels, mm, excuse me out of the trainer room door. Takeshita was holding all his enemies back and he did make it to the ring at like 9.999. So what? And by the way, like I was telling you before, like, wait, Giant Dams got a bad shoulder. Why is it that damn Takeshita didn't bust that door down? <laughs> Instead of that friend. I know he had a little cut on his head, really. But oh, yeah. for real... You know Brian Danielson got a match and he busted that mouth down that door, bro. You know, do me a solid since I'm coming out here and trying to save your behind and your ass whip. You know, kick that door down, bust it down with your shoulder. You now have a match. You done. You on to the next uh, uh next arena, next city. You done. You gonna get ice. I gotta get my ass kicked. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is Brian Danielson throwing his shoulder into the door and the customer sitting right there? I'm like, bruh, if you don't. 
Like, really, bro? I kind of like that because the theme of this episode, Dynamite, was basically MDF is a terrible person and you shouldn't go anywhere near it. We did. Yeah. But that was, that was one thing I was just thinking about that was kind of funny. It's like, yo, really? For real? get this match and honestly you could put brian danielson against my nan and he would somehow be able to have a good match with her which would be doubly impressive because she's been dead for years bruce also <laughs> right his own, and this must have been his best aew encounter to date and to start off with they just started chopping each other when that didn't work they started headbanging each other then they were just punching each other in the face once again i started to look around and ring people up saying do these people know what wrestling is because i don't think they don't eventually we're fighting on the outside too when Bruce threw Danielson into Barry Barricade. That is when I bring my sign out and I'm going to continue to rant on about this. It's not fair. Baz is just there to do a job and people keep using him as a weapon. So you either pay him more or we get justice for Barry. This was so damn Justice for Barry. Brian Danielson was bleeding and holy crap, that was like a fountain. That's ridiculous that he can... That this happened so much that so many people get thrown into the barricade so much that he can anticipate it. This is between SmackDown and uh, a. This is from between WWE and AEW, by the way. That he already anticipated it. Like, wait. So it happens on both shows, like so many times. At one point, I swear Roosh was gonna lick this, but thankfully Aubrey Edwards stopped him. But it basically turned into a slap battle. Like they were just taking the palms of their hands and whacking each other as hard as they could. When all of a sudden they were on the ring open, and Roosh not only gave Danielson an overhead suplex to be landed on the floor, but as he did, there was so much blood on his head, it went and splattered on the camera. And I was like, well, there's no way we planned for that, but we're going to see it in highlight reels for years. Roosh really was all over Danielson throughout. Or- yeah, because his blood kept flying all over the place. All over the cameras. Mm. Not just one, multiple. And Roosh just like, okay, since it's going to go, I'm going to fling you. It's like they just say, oh, wait, there's some blood over there on that camera. And they both just say, hold up, let's fling, see how far you can, how much you can fling this blood around. This was like one of those things where you just like, oh, let's adapt into the ring. Because it, it, it did, it, it was, it's like with mankind, you know, it made for good TV. Like Mick Foley said, uh, sometimes things just happen in the ring. It's like, oh, that makes good for TV. Let's keep going. <laughs> Called the audible real quick. The fifth to the point, he had him in the corner and he was ready to hit the bull's horns, which probably mean he would have won, but instead he stopped and started to do his pose. Well, that's the point. Well, if you remember what MJF said, he was not really supposed to win that match. Hence the reason why MJF did what he did afterwards, because he wasn't really meant to win the match, really. That's good if he did, because then that means there's no, you know, pay-per-view, but real truthfully, he used to beat the shit out of Ryan Daniels to the point where he basically wouldn't be able to make it. So, one way or another, he like, match ain't happening. That man. Wrestlers are just assessed with posing. Jeff Hardy comes to save you, he has to do his dance. Lita did the same thing on Raw, and <laughs> I'm about to say the same thing. thing. And earned a bunch of money, but no, you had to do a taunt. It was then just phenomenal stuff after this, especially this dropkick Brian Danielson gave to Bruce on the outside, into Barry Barricade, and then the one he gave him when they were back in the ring. And when Bruce dropped him with a straight jacket pile driver, not only did I have a heart attack, so I thought, oh my gosh, oh, that yeah. Brian's head, or Brian Danielson's head, what am I even talking about? 
but it only got a two. Brian then retaliated with the big knee as well, but that was only able to get a two. <laughs> and then went back to the forearm. And they must have hit 20 plus of these, and every mm. single one was brutal. Bruce then decided he was going to hit another German suplex, but Danielson landed on his legs. He ran in, he finally hit the big old knee, and he got the one, two, three. Honestly, this was. Yeah, so he hit two of those, by the way, because the first cycle knee, he, he didn't cover them real well. And he kicked out. The second one, he got, yeah, he really got him. Good and tremendous. You have to watch it. Uh, of course, MJF ran into the ring afterwards and he punched Brian Danielson right in the head with the diamond ring. And he was just beating him up until security guards tried to get him away. But I was like, where the hell is Takeshita? Why isn't he helping out? All of this rocked though. It was a great match. It was a great angle. And it's got me so damn pumped for their match at Revolution, which is the entire point. Giving it an up. Dynamite then got even better too, because Brian and Murph for Impractical Jokers were here. Love that show. Yeah, Remember because um, baseball back because Chris Jericho was on there on Impractical yeah. Jokers, and basically this was to More advertise the fact the new season starts soon. But they also did By something on Rampage. We'll talk about it at the weekend. And just when you thought there could be more madness too, it was top flight at AR Fox versus the Elite for the trio's titles. I mean, I don't know what I meant to do. That was just a good match all, all the way around. He know it was. And somehow he did a triple team one. I've never seen anything like it. Dante then returned with a DDT when AR Fox decided, <laughs> I'm going to do a big flip to the outside. And sure, there were a bunch of people for him to land on, but come on, this is crazy. It just didn't stop as Nick was then hit with Top Flight's nose dive when AR Fox hit another 450. And honestly, the near fall on this, like Kenny Omega broke it up at 2.9999, but did he actually get there in time? I'm not so sure, but my word, did it get a reaction? Matt Jackson then decided he had enough to went super kick crazy when all of a sudden the Bucks were hitting more bang for your buck. When Nick Jackson just decided to do a moonsault to the outside, but there was a human magnet out there. Kenny was then back in and he smashed AR with a V trigger and this amazing Dr. Bomb. And when he was going to finish it off with the one wing angel, all of a sudden AR Fox turned that into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And then Kenny Omega was doing the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And then AR Fox was doing the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And it ended when Kenny got one final surprise roll up and he got to three and then even i laid down i was like oh my days i'm exhausted so i've really not done this justice and i thought god damn they good as shit and i ain't gonna lie bro mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and now comes the part that everyone's talking about yeah this is the reason why i said we started with dynamite yeah. the claims versus the guns Oh yes. They will do whatever they have to do to be victorious. And that's what they did here. And now they are the brand new AEW tag team champions. Now scissoring did help the acclaimed in the early going, as it always does, when the guns were being up mass caster for a while. But the only reason we did this is so Anthony Bowens could get the hot tag and run wild. He smacked everybody around and he got that big old leg larry in there too when he got Max Caster back in the ring. And very interestingly, there was a bit of miscommunication between them because they were going to throw Austin and Cole together, but instead Max got thrown into the war instead. The guns then used that to get some power back, but just when Anthony was about to smack Austin, he took advice from MJF earlier. He used the reference of the human shield and down he went. Of course, this is when Billy Gunn hit the ring to try and calm stuff down, but the guns just whacked him right in the head with the title belt. Which did allow Bowen to surprise him. He hit the... Which thing people think saying that uh, Billy Gunn betrayed him, but I'm betrayed him. I don't see that really happening here. Because Billy Gunn got hit in here with the goddamn belt by his own sons. Mm -hmm. Which should be leading to something. 
that should be leaving something. I'm hoping. Not just because of the fact that they gave the guns the titles. Obviously, you know the reason why they gave the guns the titles correct. You do know why, right? You know, girl? Now, what the idea is? Oh, hell yeah. Because FTR has, for over the past year, has held the AAA tag team titles and the Ring of Honor tag team titles. But gospel title, they did not have. AEW. They had like three at one time, but didn't have AEWs. So what they're going to do? Well, we know the guns going to wind up eventually going against FTR because they did have a feud with them. Started beforehand. They're going to go reunite that feud now as the tag team titles. You know, and FTR is going to be FTR and hit that big rig. <laughs> yeah. Right. The rival Matt Caster hit the mic drop, so they had the match. Fell down because he was knocked out when he got covered, and the ref went one, and the ref went two, and the ref went three. He didn't see the shenanigans. He didn't see this cheating. We do have brand new tag champs. Honestly, the whole damn arena fell silent. Silence. They couldn't believe it. The guns then stared off with their father because it is super serious now. For some reason, their music stopped playing, so the acclaimed music could start instead. And that was weird. And as ever, everyone on the internet has now had a massive meltdown. I tell you why I don't mind it, though, because it just reminds you, you better tune into our AEW right. television show because you never know what's going to happen. So it was a night of Get to the revolution on pay-per-view and the acclaim can win it back or now that we have put the belt on some heels ftr can return exactly and win them back then you're kind of just balancing the books just a little bit also, exactly don't forget that it does give the gun some credibility even though they cheated like assholes and i am all down for some companies taking a risk also i just enjoy all the teams involved here and it's a story and once again it silenced the damn crowd because that's real emotion and that just shows you how over the acclaimed are i am giving it up and also do not Hell forget yeah. if it does go bad we can now now we transition into friday night smackdown you know so I'm here you go rocked instantly didn't it Bring me up. That was me rocking. Also, hello, welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon Miller, where I watch wrestling so you don't have to. Although, seriously, if you ain't watching Smackdown right now, you absolutely should. Because it began with Paul Heyman already in the ring, and I started cracking up, because he was stood there with both WWE World titles. Meaning, if you'd never watched WWE before and tuned in, you'd be like, ah, oh, this small ball thing guy is the world champion. And you know what? Someday we should do it. I'm serious. He told us that he was... Amen. Amen. The look is so phenomenal. And we haven't had that happen in quite some time. When some shenanigans happen and some weirdo winds up with the belts. Right? Like Vince McMahon. When Stone Cold... uh, I think it was Stone Cold who did it. Knocked out Vince McMahon and someone else, man, and come, man, come for the titles, and he had one that had the belt. 
That's some dumb idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this would be great. This would be great. Please. A lot of the You know, we know Cody Rose gonna get the belt. You know, does WWE want? Maybe Roman keep the uh, uh universal one. Mm-mm. And a match happens. You know, now Paul Heyman is in the ring against Roman Reigns for the belt. You know, hell, even Sami Zayn do something so fucked up where he comes out doing a rough bump, beats up Roman Reigns, beats up Paul Heyman, pull him over, the ref, see it. Oh my God. He comes on through three, Paul Heyman's the champion. I'd give us some spoilers, though, especially because when it comes to Roman Reigns, right. not only is he under attack on Raw, but he's also under attack on Friday nights. This is actually why I stared up under Disney and thought to myself, oh, yeah, yeah. it's actually right. pretty cool. cool. He is a double champion. This is how it should work. He then turned to the fans and asked if they actually thought Sami Zayn could be the WWE Undisputed And Universal that's just for champion. the uh, room, right? Of course, yeah. they all cheered. Yeah, now I'm just going to look off into the distance and dream... Yeah. So the price you pay for a flight down in Florida is pretty much the price you're going to play for the room itself. And that happens because that would be pretty good because we're going to have the, you know what, but that's like for what, how many days, the weekend? Yeah, just the weekend. That's a lot. Just for the weekend, though. Who appears behind him? Joint the clown. Can you imagine? If it was Joint <laughs> the clown, I would have fallen on the floor. It was Sammy Zayn. Now, first and foremost, it could be Joint the clown because don't forget now his title, Joint uh, the clown, can be moved around to a lot of different people. The real person uh, doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> I'm using it. So yeah, I'm about to say. So looks like. Main thing we'll do is um that damn thing. No, the flights to Florida is about about good. Uh. Uh, flights to Florida is about good, and we only had to get the two back. Um, means get one down and pick up one like we did before, one up there, back home. You know. You figured it out. Yeah. He told Paul that Reigns' days as champion are over, and then started to go, look at you, you're here by yourself. Where are the Usos? Where's Solo Sokoa? If this is a couple of weeks ago, they would have been all over oh, me can't by do now. Yet. But the bloodline is falling into the mush pit. No one's down there that time. He also predicted that Solo will off by himself, and that Usos ain't going to be hanging out with their cousin when they're at home, because he's crazy. And I was like, what's your deal as well, Mr. Heyman? The way you look at the head of the table, it's kind of weird. Quite funny. Sammy then promised that he would be successful at the Elimination Chamber premium live event. And as I don't think he actually is going to be successful, it's always worrying when a babyface does do that. When he hugged Paul Heyman, it was all like, listen. Not surprising because actually, Sammy Zayn has been doing that for quite some time, probably predicting himself winning and wanted up losing, so it will be on uh, count for, uh, for that to happen. 
You don't have to worry about Cody, because I'm going to beat Roman before that. Everyone is screwed. This was awesome, though, and Paul Heyman has to be the MVP of the week, because that's now two phenomenal speeches he's given. Almost like he's pretty good at this stuff. And even better news, there this was just the first yeah. segment of many focusing on the bloodline. Woo! Quick save! being on a glass Destroyed Hit Row, so I'm completely speculating here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hit Row absolutely must have pissed somebody off. We did see them earlier in the... Well, they are heels in basically are the Alpha Academy. Okay, everyone, we're back. You know, sorry for the... Uh, Abrupt you know, uh, interruption and shit because you know things happen when you, you know, basically the software we have, you know, pretty much a phone call happens, it's like dial up and you get interrupted. Anyone <laughs> knows that you're of a certain age. If you're about 30 to 40, you understand it, you know, but anywho. We're back here. We can finish up on SmackDown and then, you know, just go over our review of Rampage. We didn't watch it, but see if the match was pretty good or not. You know, we're just going to finish up SmackDown for one already. That's the main thing. They didn't do Rampage. So let's go ahead and finish. They moaning to Adam Pearce going, man, Braun Strowman and Ricochet shouldn't have been in the tag team tournament. It really threw us off our game. So Adam was like, all right, good point. You were meant to fight the Scotsman and the Irishman, so you can do it. Da -da -da. He didn't play a trumpet. Tonight, Asante the Adonis and Top Dollar must have regretted this too, because honestly, two minutes, Top Dollar didn't even tag in. And when Wade Barrett matched that on commentary, Michael Cole was like, it's a good thing he didn't tag in, because they would have lost even sooner. When the Adonis got Claymore kicked, he got bro kicked. One, two, three, done. I mean, it's something easy I think I could have beaten them. And straight after this, the Viking Raiders video played. Huh? Now, for one, I gotta say, I really didn't like the fact that they're doing this at, you know, Elimination Chamber. I wish they would have pushed it a little bit further. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But this would have been a good way to take place at WrestleMania. But, again, you can't just say everything's going to get pushed to WrestleMania and be a two-month, you know, build-up for WrestleMania. You know, really it is. But, okay. Hopefully there's, like, some shenanigans happen. And this is extended because... Sponsorship. Here's some information. As always, just like, oh, we're Vikings. We're going to come and pillage your town. It's like, what town are you even talking about? But we are going to do that match next week. And look, I tell you, I was perfectly cool with this because the rumor is that Drew and Sheamus may be taking on Gunther in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Big men slapping man meat, but it does mean beforehand we've got to power them up like he man. I wouldn't like to see that because there's a certain somebody that we should be seeing at WrestleMania taking on Gunther, and that is Brock Lesnar. That should be the person that be taking on Gunther. And they call them the championship, should be on the line. It'd be a good thing for it to happen, but you need a phone. Yeah, use my, you know. You should have that, you know, my cold, right? Okay, good. 
Even if they don't want to say it online. But anyway, the thing is, it's like, yeah. I would like to see Brock Lesnar be the one taking on Gunther. You know, you can maybe even have Brock Lesnar win. You know, so he can become a Triple Crown winner. I found this on the web. You know, have him become a Triple Crown winner. Sponsorship. There was more bloodline stuff next. Yes. But we saw Jimmy Uso in the back trying to call his brother Jay. And I like to think he did nothing for a week. And then he got to SmackDown. He's like, oh yeah, we're going to have a tag team match. I better give him a buzz. We also saw a bunch of inset videos throughout the next match. Now, this is ridiculous with Felicity Evans. You know, your match has been pretty much, you know, pretty, pretty much as useless as all get out. If... Not a promo for you, but real truthfully, oh, Lacey Evans in the ring going against a, you know, jobber. Let's not give a fuck about that. Let's talk about, yet again, showing, you know, I think Jay, I mean, Jimmy trying to get in touch with Jay again for the, like, third time. Just to try to, you know, push that idea I didn't get that. Could you try again? Conference. Sorry, I'm still not sure about that. You got it. I don't know what you mean, but I thought that you got it. That's what I was about to say. Can you turn it on? Because, you know, I'm trying to talk to. No need to machine shopping me up. But anyway... Yeah, it had a match with stupid. It was worth nothing. That's what I'm about to say. It's like, let's go ahead and focus on something we already know. You, like, you saw the first time he couldn't get in touch, you know, with Jay. And that match with Right? So he's on the phone. You know, phone call's not on. But he acting like he is, but he can't see it. Because he got a big, massive hands, so he can hide the uh, fact that he can hide the screen pretty good. Always do that. You know, if you can't give them a small, a small enough phone that you can hide it. You know, I don't care if it's a fucking flip phone. Hide the fact that the shit's not on because it'd be kind of crazy. Little tidbit from what we learned from in class. You know. They did say that. You know, say if you get too close and or you person don't have big enough hands to hide the fact that the screen is not on, turn it on. You don't have to be actually calling somebody, really. Just call somebody and have them talk. It can be you and the damn phone be down there on mute. Right? Something like that. Applied. Here's what I found. Here's what I found. But yeah. Like, oh, I need the L. You know, her match is so non-important that just showing, you know, Jimmy getting in touch with Jay again for like the umpteen time of him going to voicemail and him not picking up was more important than her match. <coughs> I, I, know, I just know a certain somebody's going to be all elite. 
he kept trying and I was like, Jimmy, this was your plan to get to the arena and just spam your brother. Why didn't you go to his house in the week and have a chat with him, you absolute goober? I feel this was really good because it tied into everything else. When we had one of these black and white videos with Carrion, Cross and Scarlet, and Carrion was all like, man, I'm going to kill you, Rey Mysterio, because they are part of the Fatal 4-Way later to crown a number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And then he looked at Scarlet, and it kind of looked like they were about to kiss. Don't get mad at me. I'm just documenting you what I saw with my eyes. It's a little bit odd. Yeah, they can do I mean, they can do. Literally all fucking married. Yeah, so this supposed match, what do you want to call it, for Lacey Evans, I don't know what's going on. I know they're trying to build her up with, uh, you know, enhancement talent and jobbers and shit, but she's not getting over anytime soon. This gimmick needs to die. You know, either she gets fired and cut and go to AEW, or, you know, they just put her at the, you know, put her over there. And what you like to say? I mean, those wrestlers you can't see, don't know where those wrestlers are at. Catering. Mm. Just throw over there for the rest of her life. I'm sorry. She's bad. She's terrible. <laughs> She's terrible. Much like my relationship with hair, this hasn't worked out very well, has it? Before it was time for oh. Lacey Evans, and look, I like Lacey Evans. I really like that Southern Belle character that we should probably go back to. But she came yeah. out here to do her new gimmick, which is just... I really like the Cobra Crunch. <laughs> That's it. That's the depth of this thing. You try to dive into it, you crack your head open. I mean, she's, she's the new Sergeant Slaughter. But she's a heel. She's a heel version of Sergeant Slaughter. But does it work? Wrestling is simple. They just need to set it up as the fucking female version of the Sergeant Slaughter character. Yeah, and just... You, this doesn't work as her being the heel. The, it does. It will work. They no, no, no. The the, the, no, the reason why you ain't let me finish. Oh, go go ahead. It will work, but you just can't have. Or you have to give. You gave. You did the pro. First of all, it ain't working because you just you just gave her a promo of the everyday woman thing before and whatever the hell it was. Then you, she was off. The whole thing. Then now you the, gave her a gave, promo. It's of, the whole thing of her coming back. Jesus. You know, everyday woman who, you know, survive. survived adversity. That story don't work as a fucking heel. But that, no, that was the first thing. Then she went away. Then now you gave her this. Then she, she somehow, somehow, I guess, she, with that, that stop. She went away. If you wanted whatever, to be a heel. But then no, then you flip it to, she training, training, training. You to give her, the, the, all of a sudden, you, you flip to the but then it's just, her training, training, training. Up and then you talk about then she's doing the cobra clutch, but, but what it like? Where's this? Where did this change from the women of, that came from it, the it, adversity to what is this? Exactly, like, this is still still showing more of this. I'm getting more of I overcame adversity no, and now I'm training and no, just not a heel. No, you don't even get that. You get first of all the way they did it is like okay, she was going to be. A different character. Uh, and uh, why are you playing this American stuff, yo? That she supposed to be a face with that character. Because. And then something happened where she wasn't on to air or y'all just stop, and stop drop, drop that storyline or drop that. Yeah, and then you. That, that repackage. And you still and then playing this. All whole... of a sudden, 
Yo, bro, y'all. All right, we knew Lacey Evans was back. Yeah. Okay, then all of a sudden she dropped off the TV for like maybe two seconds. Then you saw the Because you need, need a you, second maneuver, which I do like. Hey, just, she still has the woman's right, which she can win with easily in the crow because for those submission maneuvers and make her look like she's insane. Right, I understand that. You wanted to give it that. That's not what I'm... We ain't talking about... It's just like... And then, all of a sudden, you doing another set of promos for her where she's training for... I think think it's because she was on that show. Yeah, the the, the military military show. show. So, okay... But she was. But she was training that you... so you tied the, the fact that she's. Which I think that's not why fair she was. On, because she first of all, that's why she was on TV because she went to go shoot yeah, that military show. Military show was not fair. Right, she was in the military for real. Then she come, then she comes back, y'all. Then she comes. She's able. She come back. So then y'all just start doing promos on her in the gym. Da 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 da. And then you just come back as this version of her. Like who is this version? What is this version? Oh, then she's got. Then she does the cold clutch, and then <laughs> Zola shit almost got pissed off. I saw the slider got pissed off by it. Then she, she's doing the cold. All right, then she's doing the cold. But like, who was this character supposed to be? Because last time we saw her, she's supposed to have been kind of a face. Exactly. Face, but wasn't really getting over the over face. face. Like, what is because she? Because she was trying like, to She don't be, really have a character. Like, she was a face, but trying to slowly turn heel. No, it was a face. Because she was supposed to be a face, but she still was kind of like heelish. Yeah. But not really heelish. It was just the fact that you didn't know what the fuck she was. was. She, she was a, a great character. Like, is she a face? Is she heel? She's not really doing anything really bad, bad. She's not, but she ain't. Yeah, because she's not like, she's like, she, she doesn't get the cheap. She, like, well, that's when MJF. She first, that's, that was the second. Like, she, that's that whole I'm a. MJF. I, 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 um, that she come up with. Coming for a certain character. Yeah. That little, that little. It's like MJF MJF is a king of cheap heat. I mean, you don't see that? You couldn't just duplicate that? And then, like I said again, you did a bunch of promos for this third coming back. You did put a bunch of promos of her in the gym, gym working on different stuff and Exactly. Learning, Why? Learning the cover clutch. Okay. But it's no like it's no why she's a heel. Like, how did you go from I'm a woman that if I could do, if what my background, what background, I went through, you can do it exactly. To the, all or of a sudden, her now, father being a jackass and all that shit. It's like so now she like you. She just a nasty person. Like just not like, even that, I don't even know if she a heel. I don't know. Is that like, she's supposed she, to be a heel? She's giving off. Inklings of heel, but like, why are you a heel? Like, what, how are you a heel? Like, what is her story now? Is she still there? If my family, what, what my background, what I can't like, do. she's not even giving cheap heat, yo. You can't even do a cheap heat. Like, what the fuck is going on with a new cheap heat? I can do that. City, this city sucks. I don't care where it's at. This city on God's green earth just sucks. You can't do that yet because you don't even know what the fuck her she has. I, I, I don't know what's going on. You Wait. haven't established anything about her since she came back. Of course, you're right. You're right. You, you All you established now that she does the cobra clutch. What? You're right. She can't even. You, you can't even do that because she. The thing is to me is like, what's up with this gimmick? 
with the American like, thing. You know, it's not even American. You know, the, the, no, the reason why I say it's like you got these junk people in there who just want to chant USA. She's so, not even doing the American thing, Trey. So you can't even say that. The American thing is no longer. It's nothing you had to do. I'm abused. So that's what I'm saying. What is her like? What are you trying to push her as? Are you trying to push her as when she first came in? Like you said, when she first came, she the was a Southern, Southern Belle, Belle, which looks perfect. She can definitely. That's why she did you nasty though, because she was a Southern Belle. She can definitely. She, she, she had, had her stereotypical blonde. Yeah, she can do no, that. No, she was a southern. She was a southern belle. Boom. I know. I'm saying she's blonde. She can definitely do that. She can stereotypical southern belle. Right. Yeah. She, well, she wasn't even a stereotypical southern blonde. She was just a snob. I know, but I'm saying she. She was a snob. This uh, the snobby stuff. Like mm-hmm. that, you nasties and all that stuff. But anyway, but she can. Do so that. when Why she left, after she left. She left to go have her second baby. Okay, she comes back. Then she comes back Which... as come back as if you, as, you know, I'm. Well, she did all the pro roles of if, about her, her adver- family oh, yeah, just, and all oh, that just, stuff. Yeah, just, just when she came back with the whole adversity thing. Same, right? Okay, so for you to try to make her heal. Well, that's no, the, they didn't want to try to make her heal. Yeah, she wants. They wouldn't even try to make her heal. So they didn't know what they were doing with Miss McMahon. No, first of all, I don't know. For let me, yeah. So she comes back because you keep. I'm sorry, because it's like I'm trying to. So she comes back. She comes back as with this adversity stuff. Okay, whatever, whatever. If I come overcome adversity, everybody can. All right. So she's supposed to be a positive. Her character will gonna be a positive, positive, positive female, a positive female who could like come over everything. Okay, that's obviously a positive story. Was she a heel? Like, okay. I don't know how. This is her first story. coming back. When she coming back, she gonna come back as the face because she was a heel when she left. When and she left. most people who come back. So when most people that anyway. been gone from the amount of times that she was gone come back, back to be as the face. Anyway, because so, okay. Careful, but then, okay, over. she went. Then she had a couple matches. I don't know. We don't know if she was face healed because the way she was sometimes, the way she was carrying Turns stuff, out, it was kind of like heelish type stuff. Stuff sometimes talking so about all rise and things like that. Yeah, the all rise, you are not, yeah, all that stuff. It's all rise, salute, and nothing, you know. Salute me, and da 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 Now, she did, she goes away to do the TV show, I'm assuming. Yeah, okay, that's the next time. And then, then she's gone for a few, a short, a short minute. Yeah, for a short minute, and then now. And then now, you, 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 when she come back, this, before she came back, you do a whole bunch of promos of her training and, and da 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 da. Yeah. Like, okay, what is it? Okay, why we should? Why are you doing a promo for her? We you, why you, with the training program uh, montage? Oh, I'm gonna call cool. it a montage yeah. because now what was it for? Like know? it didn't step. What are these vignettes? Yeah, the vignette. So it doesn't. It didn't establish. Okay, you established that she 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 came back. She she tougher. She trained more. Okay, and now and then she use a cobra clutch. Now she got the cobra clutch, which I'm she, happy. So you're gonna say she it. trained, trained. Now she got a new memorial at the cobra clutch. But what is her like? You know her. She don't have a character. Like she just because first she was giving her the seventh bell character. Then when she came, kind of came back, you was gonna give her the. That sounds like it. Why don't she? Just I don't go know. Back then, to that, no, when she was coming back, you was trying to give her the. I'm a Miss, I'm Miss America. Miss America, America. But that's a good thing. Like, if you're going to do that, which you can because it's easy to do that, which that's cheap shiz anyway. 
with America thing. No one wants to boo America. They, I'm the American mind. They do everything. Exactly. You, you got these drunk fans who just want to chant USA anyway. So why not just fucking let them do it? Now, so why not just now, make it a face? Now you got her. Doing Is she supposed to be? I'm the, the military woman, military girl. So she knows she's not doing the Southern Belle kid gimmick. Kid gimmick. So she's not doing the. I don't know if this is the adverse overcome adversity gimmick. I, mean, I don't know what uh, the what fuck this is. Doing? What gimmick are we in? I know we're not in um, exactly. the Southern Belle gimmick. gimmick. So what gi- are you? So we still. I mean, she can't be. So is this still the adversity gimmick? gimmick? I'm hoping it's not because she's, because you no confused? one wants to boo that. Like because, no human being boos that. Like so I don't get why? it. Right. So why would you make me a heel, heel. if this is if I'm fully still in this? Overcoming adversity, adversity type, type gimmick, person. right? Gimmick. And if she got the military thing going, and then, now if this is supposed to be, I'm a military. Nobody boos that in America. Now you trying? That's why I say, are they trying to make her the, a heel, Sergeant Slaughter, female Sergeant Slaughter, but a heel that did you not work to, the first time with the real man? No, then you need to establish that she's. Now you need to establish. Dude, almost got shot. Remember. Hey, that's a different time, though. I know, but nobody wants to boo no, him. But so, if you making her the female soldier, because her background is soldiers, the soldiers, background, right? So, uh, if you going that way, then you need to. You gotta. You not what about? Then she wouldn't like she. If you're gonna be, I'm the missing. I'm the. She should. If I'm soldier, so I'm for America. Da 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 da. She should not been wrestling first. She should not have been wrestling. Then you should have paired her you up. Paired, paired her up with Sergeant Slaughter Lotta. to say, "Look, exactly." You did. The U.S. need another WWE. Need another military strong person. Exactly. Or something. You did it with Baron Corbett. With then JBL. it would make more sense if this is what you're gonna give her. Because that's what I'm saying. This not even. That's not even. This not even. So her. you can establish a gimmick and say this is the gimmick. You did it with fucking Barry Corbin. Why can't you do it with the men, not with women? Because that's what I'm saying. Is this what... Because I don't even know. Cause what the even, fuck is she? Because you can't even call it that gimmick. And we spent too much time on this. I but, know, but... Because that... It's weird. And we can't... We don't know the poo, the chill. I mean, even right, though Right she, now, you're supposed to be going her. Even though she does her. some... after the match, you know, not letting go of submission. Oh, get the shit. Because she's that. doing heel stuff, so you're supposed to be booing her. Ben Wilde did that, though. He's not letting but, go of submission maneuver. He was shit. So, it's like... It's weird. You need to get What is me. her... Like, her first gimmick, we clearly understand oh, her first that, first gimmick before she got left the, or maternity leave. That was a clearest me. That was a Southern Belle, I'm better than all y'all. Y'all all nasties. Y'all are beneath me. Exactly. Okay. Clearly boo me. Clearly boo me. Then you come, then she comes back as I can, I, my background. My background is this. this and I if you, if you, no, if you you're, you come from whatever your background, you can oh, the adversity background. Whatever yeah. your background is, never, ever, you can ever come over. Boo. But you never established a style. Or the style was you still was the yes, our military tough. Like you still like a military strong, a military tough because with you, this background, exactly. with that positive background, because of the military. So that's why I'm like, are you? That's why I'm like, okay. Are you? And then you tried to turn that into a heel. 
It didn't work. Let's just go ahead, finish. Move on. Move on. Also facing Carmen Harris, I think her name was, or maybe Carmen Paris, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh... Oh, yeah. It was back to the Jimmy Uso phone call dilemma on this. That's but that's why I told you it was like, God damn, her match didn't matter for damn because it's the third time. But Jimmy Uso. It turned out he just kept on trying. I guess he thought it would work. Paul Hamer was also there, though. This time he was like, listen, Jim Bob, I just need to talk to you for one second. I was out there with a Canadian psychopath and nobody came to my aid. What's going on? Once again, Jim was like, the phone, man, the phone. I gotta worry about my tag team match. You that everybody else was away, what including is... Roman Reigns and Solas and Cola. Timmy then said, hey, Paul, you can be my tag team partner, which ties into what we talked about a few minutes ago. But of course, Heyman said, no, you're on your own. And he woke up. The coolest thing about all of this is that you start to go, maybe Sammy is right. Maybe they are falling apart. And naturally, we had the tease. Well, is Jay Uso gonna turn up? Or isn't he? So look, this only went about three or four minutes, but I don't care. I'm in love with this. I want to marry it. Uh, but Sonya Deville was then mad again because she found Adam Pearce and she was like, I think I should be in the Elimination Chamber. And as he said, well, are you, you had a title match last week and you didn't do anything with it. This is when Chelsea Green turned up and demanded to talk to the SmackDown manager to complain about the Raw manager. And when Adam... You see, this is what we were talking about beforehand with, you know, clear gimmicks. This is obviously a stereotypical Karen. She already has her gimmick. She knows she has to be. I'm going to talk with the manager. And everyone has the manager over them. Even Triple H, believe it or not, has the manager. Who you think the manager is over Triple H? Us! <laughs> hey, if he pops up, we'll talk with the manager. Like, who oh, manager? Um, I'm guessing the people will pay you for the ticket. <laughs> there you go. He's like, yeah. They saw oh. <laughs> Because man's over everybody. Because I don't pay for your fucking wrestling tickets. You ain't gonna have any damn money. Right? Told her, uh, Pretty good. Chelsea's face was absolutely brilliant. I'm a big fan of this character. She never understands. I love it. She has facial amnesia or something. I don't understand what. She's a Karen. She made it again. This is the whole idea. She got this from the COVID Karens who will fake up some type of ailment or disease for them to not be able to wear a mask when they are none. Right? Hey! Pretty good. Pretty good, but I said to myself. What's going on? And for no reason whatsoever, Adam Pierce went, right, here's what's gonna happen. You two are annoying me, so you're gonna team up and take on Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. It was absolutely my fate. Oh, I do have that same tie that he got going, or a similar tie that uh, he got wearing. A Steve Harvey tie, uh, came from. Men's warehouse. Roll it. Ever wonder why TikTokers have a kid mind such as this one and rather ship it to themselves? They hold it in their hand when interviewing people. Well, much like professional wrestling, sometimes 
Stuff just happens. Instead of you and your loved ones are struggling with sports entertainment, remember, you can call us at 0800 Stuff Just Happens. Someone is always waiting to take your call. Or maybe not, because <laughs> sometimes stuff just happens. I was going to a surprise after yeah. this, because it was time for our tag team title match, but it wasn't the main event. I was convinced. It also meant that. Yeah, because that's the thing I was saying too, that it wasn't the main event. <laughs> Kind of weirded out. I think the main event was the Super uh, Fatal Four Way with Rey Mysterio, which, of course, we should talk about when that happened because certain something happened at the. Uh, we're not gonna play it because that's too long. And also trying to throw Rampage in there for some more, you know. But we can just talk about what we, you know, saw on. Social media with that. There was Ricochet and Braun Strowman taking on the Usos, but of course, Jay Uso was nowhere to be seen. To the point when we got the reannouncement, it was like, oh my god, can you believe it's Braun Strowman and Ricochet? And their opponent defending the championships by himself is Jimmy Uso. Now, I'm gonna stop right here because I don't know if you're gonna say it or not. But this is a predicament that should be picked up later on. Because it doesn't have to deal with the person, place, or thing. Period. Well, it doesn't do with a thing, not a person. It doesn't matter who holds the belts. But this is the incident where it should be explored later on. Because what happens in this situation, you know? Because certain somebody actually is in this situation, you know? We were talking about him on Rampage. But, you know, what happens in this situation, though? When you have a tag team match and the partner doesn't show up, do you lose the belts? Because you do lose the match, by the way, due to disqualification. But don't forget about the title match rules. The rules for the titles is you cannot lose the belts through count out or disqualification. You had to be pinned or submitted in order to lose the belts. Of course, rightfully... You know, stripped of the belt after the match. That's but that's not dealing with the match. So, I would love, 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 love for them to eventually come back to this, where it looks like the person's going to be defending them by himself. Maybe he can be doing this for uh, a face. You know, instead of him losing the match, maybe have them be stripped of it, setting a new. You know, staple for what happens with this type of situation. That oh, if a team cannot defend their belts and they're only one person, well, there's a well, jacket. you know, if one is hurt, they gotta and other they have to has to give up the belts. Exactly. So why wouldn't it should be the same thing? It so like but that's the clear that would be a clear answer. But, this match but, shouldn't but, but shouldn't this match shouldn't have never happened. That's, that's what someone is hurt. But the thing is, no, 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 if one of one half of the tag teams are not allowed to able to perform, you have to forfeit. So that's just as if you, if you get get the squad, that's a qualification. You can't get the squad fight and lose the belt. No, that's not squad for you forfeit, meaning you give up. I forfeit the match. That means you, I just. But I only can lose you, to do you, you, pin or you're submission. You're lost. You're lost. But you only can lose to pin or no, submission. Because you, you can lose to count out. That, that's the same as if you're, one of your partners was hurt. 
they they forfeit their their but belt. This, this what I'm saying. This that, how weird that, this thing is. No, no, it's not. That's the clear. That's the clear thing. If my partner's hurt, he can't defend his belt. His head for the, the belt. But I can. He's more than not hurt. He's definitely well. So well, that he's no well more invisible. So around. you had to use. You had to go with that. They. You had to give. You, know, you had to forfeit the belts. So you. Or you disqualify you you disqualify this match. match. You just you you disqualify this match. That's the answer. You disqualify this match. Weird, but that's what I'm hoping that they do come back. No, you 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 you, even this match would have never happened. The the match would be disqualified, or or it'd be disqualified, or they wanted to be a butthole. He would have to surrender that title. Yeah. Because there's no way because he can't because defend there's no both. No way you can defend both titles as a tag team champions, as tag team champions with only one person. Right. Because that's why I use the same. That's why all, I use the example. Because just like and, think and, about it. Oh yeah, and, and Adam Pierce set president already. So that's another thing too. He did set president. That's, a, that's in both Raw and SmackDown. Don't forget he did that. You listen. Raw, think about it. If Roman was because say Roman had one had just the one belt, not both from both. Yeah. If he, 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 be, he, even if he had, you can keep it with both. If Roman was to be say Roman get hurt, he forfeits the matches. He yeah, automatically forfeits. forfeits. So if it was a title match, he has to consider yeah, that belt. belt. Yeah. Now that other, that other team might not. You can't say they officially get that belt, yeah. But he but forfeits that belt because he loses the belt. Belt because he can't. There's still def- a possibility for the, him to lose the belt and the belt just be, you know, up for grabs and just do like a turmoil, right, or battle royal type shit. That's why it's I said, just. It's that's like, why I it's said that's, that's weird, the same thing you would do with the tag team it's belt. It's a weird concept that that's I would love to thing. see. That's the same thing you I would, would do. Love to I'm see telling you. Presented. That's the same thing you would do in a tag team. Because Either one, both of y'all had to be able to compete. Because had this happened before, I highly doubt it. 30, I'm pretty sure, but not thirty I mean, years in my existence. No. Now you go. Not that you know. You six years older than me, so. Not not to uh. Not to my knowledge. Uh, I'm going by. I'm just talking about. I'm going by logical. What's what's already taking place? If a match can't happen. Or a wrestler can't compete, or yeah. wrestler's not there to compete, they forfeit the match. That's yeah. what any sport. If you're not there, if you're not able to compete, or you're not there to compete, you forfeit. But the that, the problem being is that the, think about it. If you play basketball, if the other team don't make it to the city in time, they forfeit. But the problem being is they don't have special rules. Yeah, that's that. the. That's that, the rule. That tag teams do with the whole, no. you know, not losing the disqualification. You and no. they only had to be pinned or submitted. There's no, no, there's no specific. But, yeah, there's you, no. You're right. Because, there's no specific thing for tag yeah, teams. Yeah, you're it's right, a general right. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah if the right. champions are not able to, because Thunder Rosa was stripped first, you know, theoretically, Jimmy Hater won the uh, interim, and pretty much it could have like that roll until they wanted to. And so that she came back, but she can't. Came back. She said she they take it too long. Because truth be told, they should have. I wish they would have. They but no, be eventually real. you gotta let go of the interim shit. Be either you gonna. I know, but because you can't keep. She must been really injured. That's the only reason why. Because I'm like, I love the fact that Jamie Hayden won the interim because everybody was like, wait, did she just win an interim? 
But y'all love that. They next so now that's why I that's see- again another thing that they need to look at later on. Like treat that interim title as if it's an actual title. They did switch hands. Not really because they, they did because the title switched hands. Well, twice. Not really because it you know Jimmy Hater. Jimmy, you they, know Thunder Rosa was like really gone <laughs> for a while. She was really injured. They switched the titles twice. They went from Thunder, uh, went from Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Rosa to uh, Tony Storm. Storm, from Tony Storm to Jimmy Hater. Hey, then they said, "Instead of call you interim, you're either gonna be champion. champion because Thunder Rosa's been stripped up because she's been actually injured." I mean, they told the truth because the AEW. But yeah, so that's why I said the same thing would apply to this tag team. That would be a good situation to put on TV, though. That'd be the same situation that would apply to the matches. But how many of us know this? Not many, because you saw how I got it, and I mean for real, it's complex. No, you, you, no, you, no, I don't know how. Because basically, Jimmy was it Jimmy that's supposed to be? Yeah, that's Jimmy out there. Jimmy would have had to forfeit that match because he's not a tag team. You're not. Where's your partner? and WWE already set precedent Since of, they, of you always have to have tag team. Not only did they recently do it with having to deal with uh, that's the fact since, that because but that, no, uh, that's been the, because no um, Trey, it ain't recent. That's been the precedent. Everything I know. If you're I'm not saying, there to perform, I know you gotta forfeit the belt. I know, cause I'm saying, but they did set precedent because recently, because I do know how things are. So like, oh, it's not recent, so you can even change it. But they did set it with recently with them. By the way, actually, Sami Zayn had to step in and defend those titles because they were about to get disqualified. Even though, in that so time, there you go. You know, in that time period, they both were there. They could have been disqualified. What the fuck mattered? But same situation, <laughs> same situation. And technically, and with, technically, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen because your partners went down, and now, you, you, yeah, because you're supposed to just get disqualified. That's not a test. Not no, you're no. not official. T- y'all too are not official tactics. Yeah. So that right there was bullshit. Yeah. So you said, so technically, you, now that's a different precedent. That, oh, but if I got up to my, that, that's a trio's yeah. precedent. Yeah, so one of the. Because of the stable. Which stable precedent. Pretty good. And I hope they keep that in mind, Triple H, because I do know you're going to create some more stables. Like but the stable defend their belts. Technically, that if that was a tag team match. If that was that a regular should, tag team that match. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, that, that, of course, that shouldn't happen. But they knew, they did say that's a, uh, that, that's a, uh, that they are a stable. A stable, right. Stable, and they recognize that. And they had before on that Monday with, um, with Judgment Day when Finn Balor went down to injury and Dominic had to take his place. Right. Which again, I do like the fact that they did set president with that. Okay, now that you're in a, hopefully they remember this. Because W is good at forgetting. Since they're in the stable, but your stable mate should be able to take up and be in the match. If it's a three man stable, if four man, three man, stable, four man, man stable, NWO, NWO had the roster, you know, which can happen. Again, W uh, is wrestling. It's not impossible. And the old did it before, so it can be shown, it can be done again. But then again, hit, hit, hit. so you were like, oh, what are you going to do? Basically, he would have had to give up the match. He would have had, had to, to give up the title. Or, soon as, and when does it happen? By the way, when does that happen? Because the bell rung theoretically, but that's not it. When the woman finally gets done announcing. That's why you notice actually that was perfect that Jimmy... Stopped, hold up. Because soon as she would announce that he's defending it by, by himself, himself, 
he now has to he would have to, have to relinquish the, the, belt. the belts. Or she would have got if, done Jimmy or, defending Or she would have said this belt becomes a handicap match. Which could be possible. For that, now you would have flipped it to a handicap match where the, if the if the if but the other team wins, they get the belt. Belts. But more likely that's probably not where it was going to happen because WD set president before. That's the only way that that's well, the only way that not, single that, uh, him defending that championship. Remember who's in that ring with him? Braun Strowman. Remember Braun Strowman won the tag title of a literal child. But that's because the only he could not he that, could not compete for the tag team title by himself. By himself. <laughs> so no. He really does just get fucking disqualified. Because he says, yeah, bro, someone had to literally find a fucking child in the crowd and drag him into the ring for him to be a partner. Which technically, so basically he's Which saying, is, yeah, he's actually president. They do it already. They did it before, right, another wrestling. But... Because what a badass. From nowhere, however, he then pointed towards the crowd. Before he got crazy, But no, using his twin power in his tum-tum, he knew that Jay Uso was coming down through the fans. He got in the ring and everybody cheered. <laughs> Which actually, no, he's actually just seen him over there. Because this man was like five steps already into the damn crowd. <laughs> Before the light that got over good, there. That was good crap. That, that was good, good camera. Yeah, good camera. Yeah, it's that lighting. Because he that actually. Was good, that was good. It wasn't no twin powers. He actually just saw the man walking. Literally, no, that was a good angle uh, camera route and yeah. angle route. Yeah. Because Jimmy clearly seen man dead. They clearly seen man dead. We couldn't because. Once Jimmy realized, oh. Yeah. No, he pointed up. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, okay. Hey. That was good because we couldn't. Even, because even the, the crowd. The fan, but the thing, and it was a good thing. The crowd didn't spool like didn't spool too much. You knew something was going on. You could see something over there. They were slightly pointing. You heard the crowd, but not everyone was pointing because of, as you can see, a lot of people below that uh, area didn't know that that was actually him. By the way, walking down, which is kind of good. Because they kept it dark over he there. He did that right. That's how you want to do a reveal. Like, yeah, because sometimes the botch is... That was a good reveal. Because he could actually see in the ring. He, right, because like, they had the pin again, light. They, he didn't was have, they didn't have a big stroll. Like, they yeah. had the pin light. Just, yeah, just, just, and... Just not so Jimmy won't... I mean, Jay or whoever the fuck the was... Jay. Won't fall down the fucking yeah. steps. And, of course, us in the uh, home... Audience thing, was still uh, in the dark. Uh, dark. Because us at home definitely couldn't see him because we yeah, pan, the camera angle is we're panned out more than they are. So he can actually see the motherfucker. We've been in the arena. We saw how close it is for those steps in the arena. It's not that far. I mean, it's far, but it's not like, uh, what the you, fuck is that? You don't need to have spectacle ones like I do. Because even with me, my, you I'm know, pretty this, sure I'm fucking he knows his brother's shape regardless. I'm fucking nearsighted and Vader still fade to see him. Real true. If you know your that's like when... Like the that sh- stupid show you just watching. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even recognize. You will recognize you your mother. You will recognize your parents. You will recognize your siblings. You will recognize your family. You will recognize. You will recognize people. I recognize my dad without even need to know. I, come on. You will recognize anybody you know. They ain't bad guys. They ain't good guys. They're just the guys. It also meant that Jay and Ricochet started off before Braun and Rick came together to just throw everyone on the floor the whole time. Braun was just going, raw, which he loves to do. 
So yeah, Jimmy has the high tag pretty much going for the whole time period. Responding to Karrion Cross because he too is in that fatal four way along with Mad Cat Boss and Santos Escobar. Escobar. Santos Escobar. Match of this ilk, Raymond Stigbia just gets thrown in. Doesn't matter if he wins. Doesn't matter if he loses. If there is a multi-person match and we need a fourth, somebody get Raymond Stigbia on the phone and don't do a Jimmy Uso. We also yeah, actually. He's not, he's actually is not lying. <laughs> actually is not lying. It is like that though. Like, everyone came down there with their significant other, you know, wife, girlfriend, manager. Is that to be a female? Raymond Zero was the only one who didn't. But they showed, they showed you, showed, showed his they, wife. They showed, showed that she was in the crowd though. So happy she's in the crowd. That was funny. It's like, because you mentioned it. He's like, anyone got the manager beside Ray Mysterio? He's getting screwed. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Did he lose that? Did he he get the pin? I don't know. I don't know. I know who won it. With the brothers celebrating together. And Jimmy was so happy to see Jay when he said to him, I don't know who lost it. What up, Oose? What you gonna do about the bloodline? Kenny J had no clue because he just walked off when Paul Heyman turned up. He was all like, hey, was that true? People, y'all forget. All started with him. He, not, he never wanted to be in the bloodline in the beginning. Yeah, he didn't want to be in the bloodline in the beginning. And Sami Zayn did use the fuck. No, we, we you scratch scratch Sami Zayn out of this whole thing. This started with them three: Roman, the Usos. Yeah, because and Jay because never was, wanted Jay to be. His, never wanted. Jay got his ass destroyed by Roman. So Jimmy it would be had to come in so, and beg for not to. So perfectly. So per- it's perfectly that Jay is no longer like fuck this shit. Yeah, because one he I was never down with it in the beginning. In the beginning, and now he got. And me. now I can turn. I should. He'd be the one that's. That's why not I, theoretically turning either. By the way, no, he just being. He's just. He just. Well, it is, but it's not. It is, but it's not. It's not a physical. He he just telling you he was like I told you I didn't want to be a part of this shit in the beginning. And by the way, yeah. Or he gonna watch watch why if this what I think is gonna he gonna tell his brother like I told you we shouldn't you should you I told you mm-hmm. that Roman was full of shit in the mm-hmm. beginning. Right. Didn't say anything at all. Whoops. All these moments are so damn good though, and everybody continues to carry every single one tremendously. When the madness continued, because we got a big return. It began with Natalia, who had two things she wanted to talk about. One, she is in the elimination chamber, and two, Shayna Baszler broke her nose. That's why she's really happy she stopped Shayna getting into the thing, because she sees it as revenge. Because around about this time, she had said Shayna Baszler's name around about 91 times. Out came Shayna. And this was mostly because Natty had called her a Ronda Rousey knockoff. And she was like, man, I'm sick of that. Do you not see my own achievements? Do you not want to see what I have done? I don't want anyone saying this no more. I actually agree with her. As is wrestling, though, people kept dropping names. So all of a sudden, Ronda Rousey had her big comeback to Friday nights. And this was absolutely stupid. Because we pretended that she was going to get it into with Shayna Baszler. Even though the last time we saw her, who was she friends with? Shayna Baszler. So she... Yeah, and I'm hoping that... But they, they don't mean nothing. And I'm hoping that eventually, before they break this team up, that they get the belt, the tag team title belts, because they need to rip them shits off of EO and Dakota, because they just not doing anything with them, period. They're not good enough heels. They're not good enough uh, women to be the Fendo title by themselves. Take them bitches right off of them and give them to uh, Shayna and Ronda. At least allow them to 
be heels and assholes and shit like that. Why am I skin peeling? Because you put that shit on your feet. That's what it's supposed to. Wrestling Max was totally against her. Surprise, surprise. Shout out to Tyler. And I'm hoping that this does come into account because he did. She did kick need a hell out of um, Natalia's arm. So hopefully that leads to something. Maybe who need what? Yeah, you didn't see. You forgot that part when uh, they're about to show it anyway. But it, it was um, Shayna need the shit out of her arm and whatnot. The rumors out there are that Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey are going to come officially together as a team and go after the championships at WrestleMania. Love it. And I like that idea. We should have done it ages ago. I am giving it up. Right. Who wants to cry? Me too. Because we were in the parking lot where it looked like Jay Uso was about to leave when who did he bump into? Sammy Zayn. Sammy talked about the fact that Roman is never going to forget what happened at the Rumble, but there is a way out for Jay Uso. When he extended his fist and said, Jay, I acknowledge you, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm tearing up here. But he also talked about the fact that somehow and some way he will defeat Roman Reigns. And even though Jay acted like he wasn't going to do some fist bumping, eventually he did. And then he just walked off. Now I'm going to level with you. This was the worst thing they could have done. But in terms of getting me in the tum tum, I am giving it up. I could already see the writing on the wall. Yeah, Maybe I'll just stop watching that. And I also returned to SmackDown this evening. Oh, it! Because Megan Moran basically found him was going to ask about the pitch black match. Mm-hmm. But he went, no, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about Bray Wyatt. I don't want to talk about nothing. And he walked off. I was going like, all right then. Hope you're okay. Well, yeah, bet because they finally decided to uh, bring him back so he can do some shit as well. So the whole thing with Bray Wyatt has been squashed. There was a one match affair, which is good. Should be, he should be, be, be bothered with uh, LA Knight in the first place to be done with. See you soon. Chelsea Green and Son Deville versus Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan was after this. And honestly, I would have bet my life on the winner. Now, obviously, I wouldn't have done that because that would have been stupid. It's just a wrestling match. I don't want to die. And I actually thought it was all right. It didn't go that long. And in the beginning, Chelsea and Sonya were beating up Liv Morgan for a little while. It was just so we could do the usual hot tag stuff to get Raquel in there. Yeah. At one point, she was hitting a bunch of fallaway slams and going, Even Sonya had been ruined by this, she tagged in Green, who was like, I want to get in there. Sounds like a terrible idea. But eventually she did. She got powerbombed. She got hit with the Oblivion when Raquel grabbed Morgan and powerbombed her onto Chelsea Green when they got the three. I looked around and I was like, it's a bit unnecessary. I can't lie, yeah. however. I am just entertained by both Sonny Deville and by both Chelsea Green. Right. I don't even know what they do. They just walk around moaning, but it tickles me. So hopefully we can do something with them going forward. Emma was then telling Mad Cat Moss in the back that he looked great. So Mad Cat Moss turned to Emma and said, well, I think you're pretty good looking too. Once again, don't get mad at me. I'm just recounting stuff. The point is Mad Cat Moss is going to win that fatal four-way later. So as ever, somebody is lying to us. We then had a Charlotte Flair interview with Michael Cole because she was going to address WrestleMania. And let's just keep it nice and simple. Rhea Ripley has to win. This was the focus of the whole thing, too, as they talk I about... I mean, because nobody really wants Charlotte to be having that fucking belt in the fucking first place. I mean, for real. 
and steer you to victory. Because it was that four-way to face Gunther next week on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship, as we did have Mad Cat Moss versus Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross. <laughs> yeah, not in my wildest dreams did I have Moss down as winning, because he can't even get on the show most of the time, but he did. As soon as he had one, I was like, that poor boy, he's gonna be killed. Imperium were watching yeah. from afar as well, because of course they're scouting their competition. And of course, Karrion Cross and Rey Mysterio start things off because they hate each other. So on the other side of the ring, Moss and Santos were at it. This annoyed Karrion though, who went and got rid of Madcap, and when Escobar tried to get involved in his matters, he also got rid of him as well. Because he was just so desperate to beat Rey Mysterio up even though Ray beat him recently. It's never miserably because everyone came together to get rid of Carrion, and eventually what we basically did is have this standoff and this little thing between Ray Mysterio and Santos Escobar, because that's essentially giving the people what they want. Mysterio got the better of that when he went for the 619, but this was when Cross was back, and all of a sudden, we were giving more stuff to Mad Cat Moss. I was just like, man, I thought you were in here some sort of patsy, but you kicking ass. Yeah, that's right. You were to say nice thing to us before we do have an important task. And at one point, Santos Escobar had this great near fall after he hit the Phantom Driver, but Carrion Cross broke that up at 2.999. Ooh. It didn't look like Ray was going to get the best of this when he hit the 619 on Cross, but Scarlet then tripped him as Carrion just walked him in the back of the head. But once Santos Escobar got rid of him, Madcap was like, oh, well, there's a pro mask, man. He hit his big elbow. He got the three, and I was pleasantly surprised, and this was quite fun. But again, he's going to be absolutely crushed by Gunther, but I'm still giving it up. And bless. Yeah. It's WWE as well, because they ended SmackDown this week with another angle, and I love it. Because we were back in the Bloodline locker room where Paul Heyman found Jimmy Uso. He had been on the phone talking to Roman Reigns. Now, he admitted that Jimmy was right in the sense that Jay did turn up, but the reason he's not able to talk to Roman in this dressing room is because you can't get a signal in here. And then he delivered another message to the Uso saying, I've chatted the tribal chief, and we've decided we don't need you in Canada next week because you should probably watch that pay-per-view premium live event on the television, because when you do check things out on the TV, you get a totally different perspective. Now, of course, this could have been a hundred things or two specific ones. The first of which is everything about that phone. Maybe Jimmy never actually tried to call Jay, but also number two. Which I don't know why he wouldn't, because he needs to send your belts. Were watching Smackdown as Roman Reigns was. Of course, he would have seen Jay and Sammy do this. So now everybody is going to be decapitated. So, yeah. Anyway, before I jump on to you know, doing Rampage. This is pretty good. Now, they did have a little thing that they put up on social media with Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. And that was pretty good. You know, they exchanged masks and everything. You know, Santos showed respect, the ultimate respect and everything, which is pretty good, which I did like. You know, showed some respect for him, which give us an angle dealing with Dominic as well, who should be... You know, like, hey, you gave this man the mask and not your own son. That's kind of crazy. Which should lead to that happening at WrestleMania where Ray wins against Dominic. Because he should win. Because Dominic gets the ass kicking that he should and rightfully do deserve. But Ray should give him a mask at the end of it. That's what I'm hoping what happens. Now, I'm going to bring this part to a close and bring up, of course, Rampage. So, see you on that part, guys.
Okay, everyone, welcome back. This is the last part where we do the ups and downs for AEW Rampage. So, without further ado, we're just going to jump right on in and go ahead and do AEW Rampage. And, you know, that'll be it for the week. So, bear with us. You know, sometimes we do things haphazardly a little bit. We don't do it all the time. Do one after another after another. Sometimes we just do the whole thing ourselves. Being the Elite may have a brand new set of trios challenges soon. The first match of Rampage was indeed Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley and Wheeler Utah taking on Kip Sabian, the Butcher and the Blade. So I love all of this, guys. Who the hell is the Butcher? Also, hello, welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show Butcher. where I start a minute review wrestling so you don't have to. I actually think we should start these videos off with some life advice. So here's what I want you to do today. Just want you to smile. That's it. Put love in your heart. It's also started with Utah and Sabian going at it. And I was like, man, I would take that as a proper feud. When Claudio Castagnoli got in there, I was all like, oh, I'm so powerful. So he started to throw guys around. Yeah. But I tell you somebody else who is powerful and also runs a very successful meat shop, it's the butcher. So then these two got in there. Big men, ironically, slapping man meat. Butcher actually won this battle too when Kip got back in there and hit this really cool looking awesome stunner suplex thing. When the bad guys beat up Utah for a while. I was like, man, I didn't see this coming. Certainly this was leading to the Moxley hot tag. You know, that guy's a bit crazy. So yeah. He got in there and he started biting people. Now look, he likes- I, got, I, I, told, I told you, I told you, told you. It's now official. One of John Moxley's five moves of doom is biting somebody. Mm. Every wrestler has their so-called five moves of doom, right? They eventually mm. land all these moves on you and whatnot. These are go-to moves that they always do. Like, they're making wrestling, you know, they have wrestling and whatnot. This will be on their movesets, supposedly. So, if you're making a John Moxley character... I don't know if it's in WWE uh, 2K. I doubt it. I don't know anybody who does it as an actual move. But you have to include a bite. Hmm. For John Mosley. Because one of his movesets is biting you. Now, normally it goes in the turnbuckle. While you're in the turnbuckle, instead of doing the mounting punches, he does a bite. But that does not mean it has to be in the turnbuckle. It could be right here on the floor. Outside the ring, he's gonna bite you during the match. Eventually, eventually during the match, it's one of his five moves to do. <laughs> really, it's now. I, I, it's been a small little study for me, believe it or not, girl, for me to actually prove it. And since the first time I told you that, <laughs> I've been off and on paying attention to wrestling with you know AEW and definitely dealing with. Blackpool Combat Club, and I said, well, let me see as many matches as I can for John Boxley. How many times does he bite almost every match, if not every match? So it's, yes, it's official. One of his five moves of doom is a bite. To do this a lot. So I have started thinking about it. What is he hoping to achieve? Is he swallowing skin? Does he think that's nutritious? 
because it's not killing into the hammer and anvil elbows, which don't forget is always there to well, try and more going from skull. When the bad guys of the Butch from the Blade came up with an idea, they're like, wait a minute. If we grab his legs and pull him into the ring post, we will hurt his penis. And we're pretty sure if someone's gonna hurt penis, we'll be able to take advantage. And hot damn, they were right. Go after the penis. The butcher also super off the floor as Kit Saban hit a moonsault to the outside. <laughs> and then they put him in the squared circle and they whooped his ass for a while. I was like, man, this is a big deal. It's a former world champion. Kid then went for a hurricane runner off the top rope, but Moxley turned it into a powerbomb, which looked absolutely devastating. When Claudio and the Blade tagged in, you know the deal when Castagnoli gets a hot tag, he goes crazy. From nowhere though, some goofy wrestling appeared because Penelope Ford was on the ring apron and she had an old school telephone. <laughs> She was just going, wait, 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 look what I've got. So straight away, my adoration for these two increased. Didn't make any sense. Goofy wrestling for life. Hey, it didn't work and Claudio was still going to go for the swing on the blade. When Kip saved her other plan, well, why don't I just jump on that guy's back? And I'll tell you why. Because then Kip got big swung instead. None of this was going to plan. The finishing sequence is really cool because everybody was hitting their moves, including the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. When the Butcher and the Blade hit their double team thing, I actually thought they were going to get it, but they didn't. It goes to show that I must be big fans of there because I was desperate, but eventually Moxley got in there and he was just taking everybody out and hitting cutters and who knows what else. When Claudia went ka-ching and he hit the Sagat uppercut, one, two, three, and of course the Black Bull Combat Club did get the victory. But this Kip Sabian, the Butcher and the Blade combo, they got something. I love it. So you do need to check out the final five minutes of this at least because it went totally insane. What a good way to start up. Darby and Sting were then here and it kind of felt like we haven't seen together for a while. So I was like, thank goodness for that. They're still father and son. Alan also said that he's not going to face Samoa Joe for the TNT title again because last time he promised he wouldn't do that as long as Samoa was the champion. But he did thank Ortiz for having his back. And I'm glad that he threw that in there. I thought we all forgot about it. Sting must be building to something too because he just shouted out, we're going to go out in a blaze of glory. So maybe we're going to get these two and Ortiz versus the House of Black and Malachi and crew retire Sting because if you've been listening to his interviews recently, he keeps hinting about it. It did get yeah. me intrigued though, as did this little clip we had afterwards. He bowled 60, he still got with Sting. He only got a few more years. He does not have, I'm about to say he got like up to what? 70? Do we can do up to 70 easily? You can do up as much as the body allows you to. That's why I said 70. Because he's like 60-something. He could still do it for a few more years, but... It's not about... Physically, what you can do. You know, because everybody pay attention to Tom Brady. Tom Brady could still play. He can play well into his early... You know, 50s, like 51, 52, at max. But Tom Brady properly retired because the sport has passed him by. Or because he can play, doesn't mean the people around him can play. Right? Those guys can't hold the line for 10 seconds. Those days are gone. You get three at max. You know? Same here. He probably physically can do it, but what type of life are you going to live? And definitely with the time you have left, you might want to be spending with your family. Now, not to talk about, you know, being dead, 
I'm talking about being able to move around, jump around, do things. Mm. You know, because he could probably be a lot. Exactly. That's why I said the life you have left. And I do mean life. When I say life, I mean be able to do things. Not being taken care of until you properly pass away. He probably got a lot long before that happens. But he doesn't have a lot of life left. Definitely when you're already 60. You might have a good 20 years of life left. You might want to spend those dealing with your family. Again, an interview with Adam Cole done by Rennie Paquette, who strongly teased who he may be fighting at Revolution. Now, look, when he does return, I have decided he needs to become the Tippy Cop babyface in AEW because he's so damn lovable, and I think it will work. We always had a quick. Now, about that, again, you gotta understand, Adam Cole was a heel since he was in wrestling. So, by the way, I was gonna say, since he was in wrestling, since he was in WWE, he was a heel. AEW, he was a heel. But it's more enough in his life, unlike with Lacey Evans, he just took on the fact that he's going to be coming back and that automatically makes you almost a face anyway because people want to cheer anyway. They don't like booing people when they come back. So, hey, take it as it is. So that's the reason why he's a face right now. He said, I'm just going to run head first into it and be a face. Don't play around. Why? doesn't make any sense. Promo from Ricky Stark, which I thought was important because we should be getting one every single show. And he is sick of Chris Jericho, even though he's already beaten him, so he has a plan. On Dynamite, he's going to beat Daniel Garcia. Then he's going to beat Sammy Guevara. And then he shall finally finish off Chris Jericho. And this should be exactly what does happen. Conduct the hand when he goes on and wins the TNT title or something like that. We then... Well, that's somewhat should happen. But Jericho should fight that tooth and nail. That's what I hope we really have. Hope he doesn't just blindly, dumbly accept it. Because you gotta understand Jericho. Jericho won. The, the whole thing was he has to run the tour, the tournament. It was supposed to be a one night, you know, gauntlet. Where he takes on the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. One after another and another basically. And then at the end of the night, he gets to take on Chris Jericho. He did not do that. I don't care that Jericho interfered, but he did not do it. So Jericho should fight that to nail until Tony Khan says, well, he, since he did do what he did do and you did not, and he would have done it if you did not interfere, you're going to be taking him on at Revolution. At AEW X Impractical Jokers, and I'm sorry, but I love all elite wrestling, and I love Impractical Jokers, so you could have played the whole 60 minute this, and I would have been happy. Marquee did come out here though with Floyd the baseball bat that they stole from Chris Jericho, and I'm pretty sure they just made a bunch of small penis jokes. They were all like, <laughs> look how small Jericho's bat is, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, what does that mean? And it was obvious. Now, stupid wrestling. Yeah, because this is Jericho, this is a, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society came out there, put him through the table. Now I'm getting fucking sleepy. I know, you should. Go ahead and get last bit of minutes of sleep in because it's not clock. Go right ahead. Yeah, too. But anywho, the thing is that 
um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, uh, Ricky Stocks. Not the same. Hmm? 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 Maybe. Just maybe. This should be like the way they have Ricky Stocks win. Because the Impractical Jokers caused Jericho to lose by interfering. This would be a smart thing to do. You know, I know Jericho appeared on Impractical Jokers, and this is them appearing on AEW. And normally, is the celebrity thing go out, you know, get power bombed or something, put to a table, something dumb like that. You know, be made a joke of, and then go home. No, this should be one of those things where this leads to, you know, Jericho getting screwed over by them. What was going to happen here? Eventually, Jericho did get off commentary and was like, "Well, I don't appreciate this." When the JS appeared. Not only did they kick this guy's ass, but they set up a table and they powerbombed one impactful joker onto the other. I mean, that was much more than I was expecting. Jake Hager was involved here as well, and he had his hat on the whole time, so I was pleased. And yes, this was just a way to promote the fact that Impractical Jokers do have a brand new season, and that Chris Jericho is going to be on one episode. But there are worse ways to do things, and I appreciated the fact they did get their ass kicked. Also, I just love it. I love it so damn much. Uh, Dustin Rhodes was then cutting a promo in an abandoned warehouse. I was like, Dustin, why are you doing it here? You must be cold. He was still mad at Swerve Strickland, though, who has been a pain in his ass the last few weeks. When he was all like, man, what are all those triangles on your chest, Swerve? Are you into Doritos? And I spent five minutes looking at pictures of Swerve Strickland on Google Images. I didn't really get it, but I do like Doritos. Even though he was in the middle of nowhere too, Swerve's boys, including Trench, I can't get over the name, eventually did turn up and they threw Dustin through a wooden pallet. So I was like, see, next time Dustin, just do it in the arena. Strickland also walked in here and talked down to Dustin Rose and said they are going to fight on next week's Rampage. And I've actually quite enjoyed all of this. We have built a nice little story. Swerve should get the win. Give me get an apple. And then on the flip side, it was Ruby Soho versus Marina Shafir. But just to keep parity about what we did on SmackDown ups and downs. Ever wonder why a host of a YouTube channel all of a sudden ages 100 years and sticks the moustache onto a beard, even though quite clearly both are fake? Or sometimes, much like in wrestling, stuff just happens. So if you're wondering where all these random matches do come on AEW, please do give us a call at 0800 Stuff Just Happens, where a monkey may answer the phone and take your call. It could also be a goat, a llama, an elephant, or even my mother. Because again, stuff just happened. Now, they, I like this, but they should actually make that into a, a website. A, a little cut. A little bit of I am. Well, it's kind of hard to get into this, because in no world did I believe that Shafir was going to win. Marina did look far better here. And I actually thought her and Ruby had a pretty damn good match. Now there's not much to say in the sense that eventually Soho just hit the destination unknown and she got the one, two, three. But it was the post-match that I was most interested in. Because out came Soraya and out came Tony Storm. And they were like, look, you should join our crew because we all basically came from the same place, the outside. They weren't able to get anywhere else because then Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter beat them up. And the whole time the commentators were like, oh my gosh, Ruby Soho's caught in the middle. And while some people on the internet are melting down about this, 
I really do like you. Me I, too. It's ridiculous that Tony Storm and Soraya do go around painting L's onto people, but they're heels, everyone. They're meant to be idiots. And they keep saying, too, I really do think Ruby Soho is going to join the bad guys, and then she will return, and she will join Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, and then we'll get some other people involved, and this will build to a woman's blood and guts match. And given the I would love to see that. That'd be nice. That'll be nice. All right, I gotta go take a nap. Can you say, go quickly take your nap? We're actually placing the seeds here and we're getting a little bit of a structure. There's every chance that could be great. So I appreciate right. the narrative here and I do find myself investing. So come at me, internet. I can take you. Giving you that. Things then got emotional because Mark Briscoe was being interviewed. But he got interrupted by Mark Sterling. Yes, Briscoe, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I was going to talk about him, right? Then I'm glad they have him there. You know, he's being interviewed. Still have his belt, too, by the way. If I remember correctly, they haven't got rid of it yet. Unless he did it on, down, on, ramp, on Rampage, and I didn't put, pay attention to it. Thankfully, he wanted to offer Mark his services, but Briscoe did decline. The way he did this was so good. If you have never seen a Mark Briscoe interview or promo before, you need to check this out. The dude is so damn funny. I also love Mark Sterling, too, because he lost his mind. He called Mark a stupid chicken farmer. And Kenny Briscoe takes his chicken farming very seriously, because then he got super duper mad. This is when Josh Woods turned up, because, of course, Mark Sterling is the person. Dirty, right? Like, You're not in Delaware anymore, Mark. Mark? So he was being Google Maps. So the point is they're going to have a fight on Dynamite, which actually does make sense because Briscoe responded to Josh Woods here like, oh, we have history, and he tied it all in. But also, after thinking about it, I don't even care. Ups and downs is such a silly concept by its nature. So I've decided, given what he's been through, any time Mark Briscoe is on screen, he is just getting up. That's right. I mean, for real. <laughs> I was about to say it, like, for real. What you expect going to get? Briscoe, he, he, he did not do a bad interview, by the way. He doesn't. They don't. Briscoe don't do bad interviews anyway. <laughs> they never did, never will. This is good. And to see him on Rampage again, by the way, he's Ring of Honor. So, yeah. Uh, but, again, since he's... They're probably trying to get him out there to do some singles competition. Things like that so he can be properly... You know, Russell. Instead of doing it on Ring of Honor, they're going to do it on. Looks like Dynamite more than anything. I mean, not Dynamite, but Rampage more than anything. Which I hope is the case. Oh, my bad. Look down the lens and say, Simon Miller's a bald a hole. He will still get him up. It's just the smallest thing I can do. But uh, we were really right. squeezing things into this week's Rampage 2, given it is only an hour. Because then Jungle Boy was having a match with Ryan Nemeth. I mean, he did beat him instantly as everybody started to talk about what his singles future could hold. And after the fact, out came Prince Nana and Brian Cage. And now we're going to get Brian Cage versus Jack Perry on Dynamite. Okay, so one of two things good. is going to happen. Either one, he's going to get a bunch of victories and he is going to go after the TNT title or the All Atlantic title. Or two... It should be the Atlantic. Everybody is going to start beating him up and he can reunite with Hook. Now, really, there's not much to say about any of this, although he did win with a big strike to the back of the head. But it's a positive show, which people in the comments seem to have forgotten. You've got to work really hard for it down. 
That's why it's getting it up. But then had more stuff with Ortiz after this. What a turnaround. Because he admitted that he had messed up with Eddie Kingston after watching the show back. And now he cannot let Eddie be a martyr for the House of Black. So he's going to do whatever he has to do. It is a bit weird though. Because even though Eddie Kingston said he was going to join. Malachi Black said, well, we don't want to join you. And then Ortiz went, listen, I want to be your buddy. I'm never going to turn my back on you. But if the way to do that is that we have a fight and we're going to fight. This was my face. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, no, I, mean, I love it. being dumb because I am a stupid, moronic person. No, I, I love feel it. feel like everyone needs to be on television more. We need to be having more matches. So given that this did leave me completely dumbstruck, I am going to give it a down. I mean, keep all the players in place. Maybe just give me something else instead. We're going to have more segments on Rampage. I don't understand how they got this all in. But Reddy Paquette was interviewing Hangman Adam Page about his last match with John Moxley. He was not happy with that, though, given the level of star they both are, because it ended with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. He was also super mad at Renee. He was like, why are you always chatting to me after these things? It's almost like you and your husband are having a kick out of it. This is when Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford walked in. Once again, Penelope had the phone, so I was like, that's it. They're my new favorite people. And just I always love Kip Sabian, though, We found real. out that come Dynamite, it's also Kip Sabian versus Hangman and Page. And I stood there and I searched my brain. That's something I want to see. Me we too. Found out the Blackpool Combat Club are going to be in action on Wednesday too. And they take on Preston Vance and Roosh. MJF is going to be there. And JR will have a sit down chat with Wardlow. This is all really good stuff. And if you treat that latter segment right. Oh, and by the way, the uh, tag team match with uh, Blackpool Combat Club and against Roosh and Preston Vance is going to be a tornado tag match. So everybody's in the ring and anybody can pin anybody. You can build a totally new character. Which all led to the All-Atlantic title being defended. And I do enjoy that it has a home on Rampage. Me Plus too. It was Orange Cassidy versus Lee Moriarty. What a good time we had. They bowed over his sunglasses to begin with, which made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. And even though Lee Moriarty kind of used that to get the upper hand, eventually Cassidy had his hands in his pockets and he started doing all of his moves. It was around this time as well that I noticed Stokely Hathaway was out there with his arm in a car because on Dynamite, Hook had basically given him a very gentle hug. So I'm sorry, but that man is great. It also must have inspired Moriarty because he too was working on Orange Cassidy's arm, including smashing it into Barry Barricade. So I get my sign because I want justice for Barry. When we came back from the commercial break, Orange Cassidy get a Mishinoko driver for two. He also got a stun dog millionaire that he wasn't really able to capitalize on because of his limb when they spilled to the floor. And the main reason we did this is so Stokely Hathaway and Danhausen could get into it because when Danhausen went to whack him in the testicles, Stokes used his cast, which not only hurt Danhausen, would hurt him as well. So they're both a couple of geeks and I want to marry them. It's still counted as distractions that Cassidy was able to hit a DDT on the floor. And then when he got back in the ring, he hit a tornado DDT. So when you put them together, I suppose it's a DDDDTT. No, I don't know why you watch this either. He followed up with the orange right. punch, but Moriarty was able to dodge that and hit a lariat when Orange finally did get the orange punch, but because his arm was hurting him too much, he wasn't able to make the cover. It also meant that he ended up in the Border City stretch. He was like, no, he's going to lose, when eventually he got to the rope. And as Lee pulled him back to the center, Cassidy hit the most devastating move. Oh, the sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, and he won. 
Good for him. It also means we have to bring it down. There is the counter, and it rolls quite literally up to 17 across both WWE and AEW. Now it's just out of control all over the place. Long live the surprise roll-up. We also had the post-match nonsense too, because Satnam Singh walked out instead to cast the distraction. Because this is when Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett appeared with that Golden Globe, and they just took out Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen with it. What a weapon. The best friends tried to make the save, but you can't stop somebody with a Golden Globe. And Jarrett decided, well, I'm going to escalate this. He had the guitar, he was going to smash some people with it when the Acclaim made the same. Now this doesn't make the sense acclaim. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, but what does that mean for the future of the AEW Tag Team titles? I do not know. I did like it though because it reminded you that good guys can be good guys. Honestly, it was all just an entertaining way to finish Rampage to put it all in the box and give it an up. Which bonus to the Yeah, end? see? Not bad. That's good. They did a hell of a lot within an hour. You can't tell me about eight things happen segments through segments and matches within an hour damn that's pretty good not bad not bad so anyway this is gonna be where we end this thing this is the whole week of wrestling that have happened you know guys rest up keep yourself nice and together because you know football is happening on Sunday yay it's the Super Bowl. Hope you got Monday off. Because you're going to need it, unlike me. My girl's pretty different. She's she good. She, she can come in and rest, relax, and go to sleep. Even though she got to go to work on Sunday. Got to figure out how that's going to work. So, yeah. Anywho, this going to be where I end it. Later, guys.